kind of struggling. Um, I'm just not sure what, I, I feel like we're, I feel really strongly that we're supposed to guarantee the rest of that money to go down to Kentucky. Um, now, I'm, I'm always cautious about those things because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be presumptuous or, or say, well, we're going to do this or that, but um, I just feel real strong that, you know, we're supposed to say, you know, Bob's going to go out and he's going to, um, I think, go to places and try to get the money. I don't know exactly how that works, but um, he's going to make contacts, but I just felt real strong that we need to commit to making sure that he's got the money because he needs to order the material. So anyway, because um, I was sitting here thinking about, you know, we talk periodically about buildings and, you know, being here and we don't, you know, so if we're all part of the body of Christ and part of the body of Christ in Kentucky needs a building, isn't that our building? Aren't we part of that? You know, so, so I felt pretty strong about that. Um, I sit and think about, let's see, do I have the authority to say that? So I'm, I don't know if I do or not, but uh, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I guess that means if nobody else does, I, get, I just guaranteed it by myself. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what that means. But, but anyway, but I just feel real strong about that. I just felt during worship, I just felt really strong. So, so we're going to do that. We'll let Bob continue to continue to get the money together, and we'll continue to raise money, and we'll just commit to the fact that uh, you can order the material. I don't know if you need the money in hand to order it or how that works, but uh, we'll talk about that later. So, Okay. Um, talk about being glad. Wow. What makes you glad? You know, what makes you happy? What makes you joyful? What do you, what do you get excited about doing? You know, what, what do you look forward to with anticipation? You know, what is it that really really gets you going what makes you happy we're going to look at psalms 122 the first verse david said i was glad when they said to me let us go into the house of the lord i want to think about that today i want to think about that it's one of my favorite verses i was glad i was glad when they said to me let us go to the house of the lord you know psalm 22 is one of a group of psalms that are called the song of ascent and these psalms were sung by the children of Israel as they went to worship, whether it was into ascending the Mount Zion, Mount Zion to go up to worship or the temple. It was always going up. You know, we, we sing songs about going up to the high places. You know, we, we talk about going up. And, and this, these psalms are with the intent of going up to worship. And the children of Israel said them and sang them on the way. There's a scripture in Psalms that says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. That's talking about the tabernacle. I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I'll come into his presence with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. It means, you know, I'm kind of happy to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's a picture of, of going to worship. Going to worship. And so for us, we have to think about, okay, where do we go to worship? Okay? So, there's a couple thoughts that, that need to come into play here because where do we go? In 1 Corinthians, the, 13th, the third chapter, the 16th verse, 
1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 16th verse says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So one of the things we got to get kind of in our head is that God doesn't live in buildings. I mean, you know, we, we go, we gather in buildings, but God doesn't live in buildings. Okay, God is here because we're here, because he dwells in us. We are the temple. So God dwells in us. So when we gather, we bring him, and then he is here with us. And when we leave, then it's a building. Okay, so God dwells in us. We are the temple. So when you think about he has made me glad, and you know, in the, in the Old Testament, they went to a physical place because God dwelt in places. He dwelt in the tabernacle. They took that with them. They set it up. They tore it down. They built a temple. God dwelt there. But now in the New Testament, Jesus says, the Spirit dwells in you. You are the temple. We are the temple. And then in Ephesians, the second chapter, Ephesians, the second chapter, beginning at the 19th verse, It says, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So it says we are the church. It says Jesus is the cornerstone. It says it was built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And it says we're all being fitted together to be his church. So it's, it's not a place. It's a people. You know, and, and sometimes that's hard to get it through our heads. You know, that the, the, the folks in Kentucky are part of our church. See, they're, they're, we're part of them. They're part of us. You know, I've joked about it a few times and people say, well, how big's your church? I said, oh, it's a lot bigger than people think. <laughs> it's not my church, but the church a lot bigger than people think, you know. And it's, it's, it's a picture. You know, we got to get it kind of in ourselves. And, and it's important that it's, it's about that now. The Bible then says that where two or three are gathered in Matthew 18, 20, I just want to lay a foundation for this to just kind of so we got it pictured in our head. In Matthew 18, 20, it says, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. So wherever two or three are gathered in his name, he is there in the midst of them. Okay, so when we gather, when we come to worship, we're glad to be with two or three we're glad to be with opportunities to get together with a small group, you know, because we're glad. We're glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's wherever two or three are gathered. And so we're glad because the Lord wants to do that. And we can also be glad that the Lord wants us to worship him individually. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to wait where there's two or three to worship i've had people say to me over the years well i want to worship this way or i want to worship that way and i said help yourself 
You can worship any way you want by yourself. I mean, if there's something that you, if there's something that you really want to do that a place or a church or a group doesn't normally do, well, when you're by yourself, do it all you want. Because we can worship him, not just on a Sunday because this is what we call church. But it's all the time. And it's individual too. In Psalms 1611, Psalm 1611, it says, you, you show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore, forevermore. In his presence is fullness of joy. I should be glad just to be in his presence. I should be glad. Kind of sounds like I ought to be glad most of the time. You think about it. You think about it. And there's something, though, that's special about getting together as a group. You know, there, there's just something special. People tell me, well, you know, I don't go to church because I worship alone. I worship, and people always, they don't always, but a lot of times, well, I go out in the woods and I just worship the Lord there. Not impossible, but I doubt it a lot of times from the people that tell me that. The reason being, not that you can't, not that people don't, but a lot of times people that say that don't do it. They just say that. They just say that. And it's not really what they do. They don't really practice that. They don't really go out and worship. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but it's a lot easier to worship in a group. Okay? And let me say something. Group dynamics are real. You know, there's something different. If I, if I said, let's all break up in little groups of two and three, and let's just sing together in your little group of two or three, boy, I'd be apprehensive. I, per, me, you know, I'd be like, whoa, whoa. I don't sing very good. I can't find my note. What's this going to sound like? But if you get enough people, I don't care. You get enough people, I can sing, and it doesn't matter. You get, you get 10,000 people. I don't know if you've ever been in a big group. You get 10,000 people, and it gets kind of like, wow. Now, the difficulty sometimes is for people, they go to a group of 10,000, they say, oh, that was so wonderful. Oh, that was, and it was. Then you come back to church, it's like, oh, boy, this is a downer. You know, well, it's different. It's different. It's different. And, and we have to realize that, that getting together encourages us. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to get together to encourage one another. You know, we, we should be glad. It said, David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Somebody said to him, come on, David, let's go. Somebody said, come on, let's go. It's, a, it's the idea of a group. And they were going together. So there's, there's this group of people that want to come together and they want to worship the Lord. And we need to be glad. When we gather, we encourage one another. But you know, I want to say something that Sunday morning for us, you know, we'll relate it to us. But Sunday morning for us is fellowship. But more important is to worship the one who we worship. We must never forget that. Why are we here? I enjoy the fellowship. I enjoy getting together. I enjoy being encouraged. I enjoy being with other Christians. But we come together to worship Him. That's our purpose. 
Our purpose is to worship. And we have to keep that in front of us. That that's what we do. And that's why we're here. So my big question is, I don't know if it's my big question, but I thought it was. My big question is, how do you look when you're glad? How do you look when you're glad? I think when you're glad, it changes some things. Okay? Now, let me say this. Personalities play into this. Okay? Some personalities, when they're glad, look a lot different than other personalities when they're glad. You can't always tell for sure by looking at the outside. Okay? Some people are obviously glad. It's like, oh, my goodness, settle down. You know? You know? And others are like, come on, come on, let's, you know, smile. (laughs) Okay? But I believe that being glad does change some things. I believe it changes our facial expression. You don't have to be giddy. But at least look like you're enjoying it. At least don't be grumbling. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm here. I'm here. Now, let me say this about teenagers. Okay? If you have teenagers, don't expect them to always be glad. Okay? Now, you can teach them. It's a training time. Okay? You can set examples for them, but don't always, you know, don't, don't get on them too much if they're like, well, you know, because sometimes that's just the way they are. And what they have to do is they have to grow into their own relationship with the Lord so when they come, they're glad. Okay? And the idea kind of is like, well, as long as you're in my house, you're going to go. If you're not glad, sorry. You know, I hope someday you're glad. It's kind of like, you know, that's just how it is. And that that has to happen because that has to become their expression. They have to be glad to come to worship. They have to get to that point. They have to have that relationship. You know, now as long as you're in our home, my home, you will go. Now, you don't, you can't make them be glad, so don't go, come on, let's look glad, because they'll go the other way, you know. But you just encourage them, let them know that, come on, and we're glad. You can express you're glad. You can teach them about being glad. You can tell them the importance of being glad, okay? So it does come out in how we express ourselves. Now, the other thing is, don't think you have to come every Sunday and be glad when you're having a hard time. You know, I can have a hard, I can be going through a hard time and struggling with a whole lot of things, and I can still be glad to be in the house of the Lord. Because you know what? It usually makes me feel better. It gets my focus off of me. It gets my focus on Him. You know, it, it changes things. Hopefully, if I wasn't glad when I came, I can be glad when I leave. You know, hopefully it helps me with that. So, but don't, but don't think, well, I can't go to church today because I'm just really mad at the world. I'm mad at my neighbor. I'm just mad. I can't go to church. You need to go. You need to go, okay? Because he will make you glad if you trust him and let him. So don't, don't think, well, okay, Pastor says we all got to be glad because we're going to church. And boy, I'm not glad today at all. I'm not going. And probably when you're not glad is probably the time you need to go. There's a good chance that's the time you really need to go. You know, so 
we need to we need to learn to express that and, and it changes our expression it changes the attitude of our heart you know i believe our expressions come from within you know out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks out of the abundance of the heart we put on facial expressions you know usually what's going on the inside expresses itself on the outside okay so we need to know that the lord wants to deal with our heart in the attitude of our heart so you know if we know we're having a hard time if we know we're not doing good um david one time said to himself bless the lord O my soul you know he knew his soul needed to get with the program he said bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name because i think at that point whatever david he went through a lot of stuff he's like you know I'm just feeling pretty rotten. And he said to himself, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. You know, and there's times when if you don't feel glad, we need to deal with that and say, you know what? I need to change my attitude. You know, I need to, I need to change how I'm thinking about this. I need to change how I trust the Lord, how I see what's going on. I need to change what's going on. Doesn't mean we don't have those times. You know, because I think most Christians, when you get to church, you want to keep on, you want to keep a good, a good face so everybody thinks you're happy. You want to kind of fake it or something, you know. I don't think that's always the smartest thing in the world. You know, sometimes I think we'd be better off to say, you know what, I'm having a hard day, but I'm trusting the Lord. Would you pray for me? You know, there's, there's, you can, we need to face these things sometimes head on as opposed to trying to cover them up and pretend that we're something we're not knowing that God would want us to be glad. I think when we're glad, it changes our outward appearance, our physical appearance. I think we may sometimes dress accordingly. I think sometimes we need to realize, I was always taught as a very young child that what you did was when you went to church, you put on your best. That was what I was, that was, because we did it to respect and show honor to the Lord. We put on our best. We put on our best. In our society in the last 20 years or so, the opposite has happened. It's called we go casual. Now, I'm not going to fuss with it one way or the other, but I just want to express something. We want to be careful that it's not an attitude change. We want to be careful that it's not changing our attitude to the Lord. Okay? It's interesting to me. My grandson played hockey, and I've watched kids that play basketball at the school. Interesting to me. When my grandson played hockey, do you know how they made him dress? Made him dress? Made him dress? He put on a suit and a tie to go to hockey. I was watched a game or two at Elmwood, and the kids, the ball team, when they come out and dress, they come out and they sat and watched the others the reserves watched the varsity play. They all sat in sport coats and ties. I don't care. And I don't care. You know, obviously, we don't, we don't wear many ties. And I'm not telling you to go home next time. You better all show up in a tie. Trust me, I'm not saying that. But it's interesting to me that young people, under certain circumstances, are told this is how you'll dress and they'll do it. Just interesting. 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 Why is that? You know, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, I see it 
And I'm not going to say one way or the other, but what I'm saying is I think we just need to pay attention and look our best. You know, doesn't, doesn't mean we have to put on a suit and a tie, you know, but we need to have that attitude of, of wanting to look the best for the Lord. You know, clean. Sometimes clean's an issue. Sometimes neat. You know, how we come, how we act. You know, um, nobody, I'm going to do a quick check. <laughs> Nobody's wearing a ball hat today. Okay? Just, I'm just sharing some thoughts. I'm not telling you if somebody walks in with a ball hat, I'm going to tell them to take it off. I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't do that. Never would do that. But you know, there was a time when, what did that show? Disrespect. Yeah, there was a time. Now, maybe 30 years from now, as we change our whole thought processes, which seems like we're changing a lot of thought processes, that the, now that's, that's not a sign of disrespect because that's just what we do. But we want to be careful why we do it. We want to be careful. Why am I doing this? Because I can? Because nobody can tell me what to do? Now, that's a problem. Now, if somebody comes, we more than welcome. We don't go, um, excuse me, take off your hat. We don't wear hats in this church. That would be the dumbest thing to say to somebody. Okay? But sometimes these things on the outside show an inner attitude. Maybe sometimes in a society and its attitude towards authority. Maybe. Attitude towards other people. You know, it can be all kinds of things. But what I'm saying is I think when, when we're glad when we come, it changes how we think and changes our attitude, changes how we look to the Lord. You know, and we just see things different and we act differently. It changes us. Now, let me say this. You can take somebody and you can make them dress a certain way, act a certain way, and you haven't changed a heart. and You got a bigger problem. OK. So, you know, you don't fuss about that outside stuff, but I'm just saying a lot of times it's a reflection. OK. You can't make rules. You, you, can, you can't make rules that changes people's hearts. You can't make rules about how you dress and how you do this and how you do that and that, and that's going to change your heart. It's not going to change anybody's heart. As a matter of fact, it'll probably make them more hard-hearted. Probably. But I'm just saying a lot of times when, when we start to realize what the Lord wants and the desire in our, we're so glad to be in his presence. We're glad to be with him. We're glad to be with we're glad to be with fellow Christians that it changes us. It changes us. You know, it changes how we see things. It sometimes changes our outlook on life. It gives us a whole different perspective. You know, because we're glad. We're glad. So I think one of the big questions is, you know, or maybe the biggest question is, are we glad? Are we glad? I would think most adults come because they're glad. You know, by the time you're an adult, you can say, I'm not going, or, or you know, um, maybe we come for other reasons, but, you know, are we glad? Are we glad to be in the house of the Lord? Are we glad to be in his presence?
Are we glad to have the opportunity to worship him? And then if we're glad, are we saying to others, hey, come, let's go to the house of the Lord. Because I think then we want to see others come. We want others to come and experience his presence. Others to come to worship him. Others to come. And remember, others come just the way they are. And bigger than their outward appearance is people who don't know the Lord tend to not want to come to church because they think they're not good enough. They think they're not good enough. That's a lot of times they think, well, and they'll tell you, I'll come to church. I got a couple things in my life that are really kind of working on. When I get those worked out, I'll come. That is the complete opposite of what the Lord says. He says, come to me just the way you are and let me take care of that. But we go, no, I'm going to get all cleaned up. I'm going to get these sins taken care of. And when I get that stuff taken care of, then I'll come. So for us as Christians, we have to be very careful, very, very careful that we always encourage people to come just as they are. Please don't try to clean up somebody that doesn't know the Lord to get them to come to church. Don't tell them, well, you know, you better do this or that. Let them come just the way they are. Because that's the way he accepts them. And the church needs to make sure that we're always inviting and accepting people just the way they are. Whatever it is. Whatever their sin. Whatever, however they look. However, however it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know, because a lot of people, that's their big hang up. That's their big hang up is I can't go because I got this stuff. And we need to encourage them. You know, you come. It's okay. And you accept them. You accept them. And when somebody comes, don't look over and say, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they came to church today. Now, you can think of it, keep it to yourself. Okay. Because, you know, but that's exciting. But the church has to be very careful. Sometimes we want to clean people up before they get here. And we, we, we got to get that out of our head. And just encourage them to come. Because we're glad. We know what the Lord's done for us. We know what he's done in our life. And we're glad and we want others to come and be glad too. You know, I just, I just pray that, uh, you know, we would just get that understanding inside of us. That we would know. And, you know, know something? The Lord wants us glad. Wants us glad. We're not always glad. Don't, you know, I'm not trying to paint a picture. But I want you to know that when you're not glad, he wants you glad. He wants you glad. He wants to lift us up. Lift up the hands that hang down. When you're struggling, when you're going through a hard time, that's the time when we need to come, when we need to be in his presence, when we need to be encouraged by others. It's hard to encourage yourself. I, it's hard to encourage yourself. If you're going through a hard time and I leave you in a room alone, very seldom does anybody get better. Because most people, when they're in a room by themselves with their problems, only think about their problems and all the negatives and all the things are going on. A lot of times we need somebody else to come along beside us and encourage us and tell us the truth and tell us it's going to be okay. 
We need one another. And we need to encourage one another. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence with us this morning. Lord, I just pray that you would just, just remind us, Lord, that it's your desire for us to be glad. Lord, when we come, when we come into your presence, when we come into your presence as individuals or as a corporate group, as a church, Lord, it's your desire for us to be glad. Glad because of who you are and what you're doing and what you want to do. So, Lord, just help us to receive that. Help us to receive all that you would have for us. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here this morning that would like prayer, like uh, someone to pray with them that... Uh, Rose and Jim and Tom and Pam, that they're up here up to my left and they're here to pray with them about whatever their need might be. Lord, we just thank you for being with us. And Lord, dismiss us now with your blessing. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.